You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. If you are a stay-at-home mom who is trying to build your business while also raising the next generation of world changers, this is for our stay-at-home mom girlies. Yes, it is your time, ladies. Today, we have the incredible photographer, Whitney Olson, joining us as our guest. Whitney specializes in capturing weddings and couples in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. And in our conversation today with Whitney, she shares her remarkable story of starting her photography business at 31 with barely any financial security after the craziest tumultuous season of their lives, all while balancing the responsibilities of being a stay-at-home mom to three littles. Whitney dives deep into the logistics of how she balanced being the primary caregiver for her children, not being able to afford babysitter or a daycare, while building her business. And she covers the transitions that she and her husband tackled to readjust their roles and responsibilities as a team, how she made time to be fully present with her kids while also, you know, having, you know, to make time to grow her business and how she handled the mental and emotional challenges that can come from feeling behind, comparing yourself to other people that maybe aren't stay-at-home moms and just torn between motherhood and work and having to adjust to a whole new normal. Join us as we dive deep into Whitney Olson's remarkable story of perseverance, faith, and chasing your dreams against all odds. And get ready to just be hella inspired by her journey and the lessons that she's learned along the way as a working mama. This episode is not one you want to miss. Let's go. Hey, photographer, are you on the struggle bus to find your editing style? Do you feel like you spent hours upon hours on one photo in Lightroom and still don't like the final product you send off to your clients? As photographers ourselves, we can say we feel your pain. We have been there. It can be hard finding an editing style that you love that feels honestly like you. Yes. And here's the truth of the matter. Every single photographer goes through this. Everyone struggles at one point or other in finding and honing in on their perfect style. And that is perfectly normal. But today we do not want you to stay stuck, which is why we want to chat through our top eight pieces of advice to discover the editing style that makes you and your clients hearts sing. (laughs) Visit theheartuniversity.com forward slash style to utilize our eight tips to nail your editing style. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Whitney, friend, welcome to the show. It is such a joy to have you here today. I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course. We're going (laughs) to deep dive into a girl chat coming up. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, today is like so we are going to dive deep into your story and your testimony of how you started your successful photography and beautiful (laughs) photography business um, as a mom of three, uh, a little bit later in your life with close to like zero real funds that would help really like accelerate your business faster, you know, whatever. So it is quite the story. So I'm going to shut up because it's so good and it's incredible. And I'm just going to let you just jump right in and give us the full deep dive backstory of you starting your business, season of life, all the things. And Lindsay and I might interrupt here and there to ask follow-up questions, but like the mic is yours, Whitney, my girl. Um, yeah, so I would have to start, if I was going to start my story, I have to start a year before I even considered it. It was 
the hardest year of our lives. Um, we were met three weeks after I turned 30. Um, my husband was unexpectedly let go from his job and he was our one and only income at the time. And we had three small children. We had a one-year-old, a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And so we had two in diapers still. It was, um, terrifying to say very least. Mm -hmm. Um, and then not long after he lost his job, our one and only car engine blew up. Oh my gosh. Um, Just totally unexpected. That's a whole nother like God story too. Um, but we, uh, didn't have a car. We had no money. I didn't know what we were going to do. Um, God blessed us in a way with that car. Like our pastor gave us a car and then our car, they, the insurance company fixed it for free when they really wow. didn't have. There's a whole lot of things that happened in that, wow. um, that during that year that gr- the grace of God really got us through. But mm. we um, didn't have a car. And then two weeks after our car blowing up, my youngest had a grand mal seizure. Oh. Um, and it was, ter- that was also terrifying. And he was, oh gosh, I literally can't imagine. Yeah, it was one of, he woke up from his nap and I heard him wrestling and he was having a grand mal seizure Um, and he was diagnosed with epilepsy that like a few weeks later. Um, And I also got diagnosed with autoimmune disease during that time and we just had no money. We we didn't know how we were going to buy groceries and get diapers. Like that was, it was just a very stressful, hard time. But during that time and the circumstances were terrible. God really started putting on my heart. I was taking photos, which is with my little iPhone 5 <laughs> camera of all the things happening in our life. And I would look back and I would see the joy on my son's faces and like my husband being home more, even though he wouldn't have a job um, with us and what that was doing for our family life. And I was able to look at these photos and be like, gosh, it really takes me back to like, there is so much goodness in my life, even though the circumstances are terrible. And that dream of photography started growing then in the worst time ever to start a business. It was just like, there's no way that we have these dreams are, it felt like they were stupid or almost Mm -hmm. like selfish to even be thinking about something when we're just trying to survive at this point. But what I did know is at the same time, my husband felt like God was telling him to buy me a camera. I had never uttered the words I wanted to be a photographer to him because like I said, I felt selfish. I felt stupid. Mm -hmm. I felt like I'm 31 at this point. How can I possibly try to follow a dream? I need to be a mom first. I can't do this. Um, All the self-doubt was spoken in there. But um, anyways, he surprised me with a camera on my 31st birthday um, oh. with a nifty 50. And I at first was like, I'm not starting a business. I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> this is not my thing. Uh, I'm just going to take pictures of my kids and be good stewards of that. Um, even though I knew there was this yearning to start a business in my gut, but I just didn't want, I was too scared. There was a lot of fear that I was going to mess up and I was going to be terrible. But I, one day was just like, you know what, God, I'm going to get out of your way. If whatever you want this to be, I will let it be. And literally that night I got a message on Facebook from someone I didn't know that was like, Hey, I heard you're, you or a photographer. Would you be willing to capture my daughter's wedding? Um, wow. And I almost said no, because I had no experience. But I was just like, hey, you know what? I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, But (laughs) I've never done this before. So I will do it if you don't mind it being someone brand new. And they said yes. And like, honestly, 
Um, I failed flat on my face with that. I did really well. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all with our first weddings? <laughs> yes. But I always tell people I failed so bad. And they it was a really tough process. But um, it forced me to grow so much faster. Mm-hmm. Failure is a catalyst for success. The, uh, when you fail flat on your face, it really helps you pick your... If you pick yourself back up, it really can catalyst you into like a much bigger than I even ever dreamed of with this. So good. So that is mainly the whole, the first part of my story that is that it was, we were in a terrible time and God really came through and helped me. He gave me that dream and helped me foster it in ways that I could not even imagine. Oh my gosh. I want to dive into so many questions right now. (laughs) Um, Okay. The first one I'm thinking of is in that process, I guess, did your husband get a new job in that season or like yeah. how did how did you financially navigate that season as you were kind of in the in between from him losing his job that year where everything's going to hell basically like everything's <laughs> going crazy and then you getting your camera and then like slowly toe dipping into almost falling into a photography business it sounds like um yeah. what was like the financial landscape of that um, yeah, so he didn't have a job for like a real job for about nine months. He did odds and ends, um, just trying to make you know ends meet, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then he was offered this job that we would not have taken had it been before he lost his job. It seemed like a step down, but it ended up being like a much bigger step up um, in the way that it's a company that really values his time with his family. It allows some flexibility for my job. And he's so much happier working there. He still works there to this day. This is five years ago. Wow. So he got this job and he loves it. And it created, like we started being able, okay, oh, we're starting to get back a little bit where we're not so, you know, it wasn't like paycheck to paycheck. It was starting to feel a little less ease, not completely um, because it was, he got that job in October. My birthday is in February. So really just a few months, but God told him like, this is the time to do it. I mean, and it was not, we got a, I got a rebel and a nifty 50, I think all in, it was like an $800 investment, but it was, that was a lot of that's money. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I started with. Like, that's what I feel like everyone starts with, unless they just like have the cash to rake it in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So it was, he had this job and that, so that's where he was like, God really pressed on him that it was like time to invest in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it's changed our life now because I do have a six-figure wedding photography business that wouldn't, I mean, I never Get even thought girl. it was possible. So oh, you're it. like, spark notes. And <laughs> out well. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Also, can we go, can we back up for a second to the fact that he gave you a camera for your birthday without you ever literally uttering the words, I want to be a photographer or like, how did he know that? He didn't. Well, yeah, he didn't. It was just, it was God telling him like, he had seen me take photos with the phone and, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, she's so good at it. But yeah. I mean, an iPhone, you know, so uh, <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't, we didn't know how it would turn out, but he just knew that God told him, was like, this is something that I've built in her. Like he was like, this is the time to go do it. Uh, and so he did. And thankfully he was obedient because I don't know that I was at that space to be obedient in that. Um, just yeah. feeling guilty about spending money on myself yeah. at the time. 
Yeah. yeah. What, I guess, from for in that season, because you mentioned, I mean, there was so much happening in your family. You would, I don't know if at that point, you know, when once your husband had bought you the camera, if you felt like you guys had kind of come out of like the valley of, of whatever death that's just like terrifying. It was crazy season. Um, I don't know if you felt like you were out of that or not, but even still, I'm sure you were still processing a lot of what had happened and kind of like recovering from such an ordeal and like traumatic, difficult season. Did you feel like you kind of mentioned feeling like, oh, I I can't do this. I need to focus on my family. I need, you know, I'm not sure I'll make it. Did you feel like you were experiencing these, like this guilt almost of like taking any energy or focus away from your family in that season? Yes. And that was something that is really hard as I think any mother who's going to pursue a career outside of their home, once you've been a stay-at-home mom, especially, and that you're having to build something from scratch, it you feel like this immense mom guilt that you're going to like neglect your children or not be the mother that they deserve, mm-hmm. or you're going to either, or you're going to fail, like you're going to neglect your business and it's not going to succeed because you're not going to give it the time that it needs and deserves to flourish as a new business. Yeah. Um, but that's such total, I don't know if I can bullshit though. It's a lot. <laughs> I mean, say you, it. <laughs> you can 1000% be amazing at both and you're it whatever you're called to be you will meet that need and because as a, I live in the mountains uh, and our kids come up um, to with my sessions with my husband and go hiking and they can see me working and I think about what a gift I've given them to show that like even when you're 31 and you feel like your life's been decided for you you can still chase after that dream mm-hmm. no matter what um, and nothing you don't have to be held back by being later in life or whatever it may be. Oh, that's so good. How did you get over that guilt or or work through it? I guess when you did start like slowly dipping your toe into doing weddings or picking up your camera in that mom guilt of just like, oh, I I have this dream. I want to do it. How did you get over that? Um, I mean, I still think it's a daily process. Right. (laughs) Even now, um, just being like, am I, I think as a mom, no matter what you're doing, even as a stay-at-home mom, you wonder, am I doing enough by my children? Am I being the best mom that I can? But it's just kind of reminding myself and talking the promises over me every day that like, I am capable of this. I'm meant for this. I'm meant to be their mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm meant to be who I'm called to be while being their mom is just, it's just having constantly having that conversation with yourself that you are doing a good job, that you're meant to be here, that you're called to be their mother and you're, you are the best person for this job. Mm-hmm. That's so that. good. What, what would you say were like a couple of the biggest, I don't know, obstacles or, or challenges that you faced maybe in addition to that guilt in kind of starting like a whole new chapter of your life, your career in that season? Like what were some of the other things that you faced and how did you overcome them? Um, yeah. So one of the hardest parts for me was that most photographers who were 31 were very well established yeah. and most new photographers were 21. So yeah. I felt like I didn't fit into like any group and that I didn't have this sense of community that other people 
maybe had because a 21 year old is in a very different season of life than me and a 31 year old established business owner is in a very different season of life than when you're brand new. Um, So that was hard, but I just took the positives from both to see how those, those established photographer moms, how they were running their business, how they were making it work. And also the hunger of the 21 year old and how they were working their asses off to get where they were um, so good. combined both. And that's how I kind of, I had a, a bigger, a larger community after I saw the positives in both of having both of those things. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, I, as you're talking, I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, like technically I was like, 25, I think when I started, but you're right. Like when I was like first getting into the photography business and making friends and kind of networking, it was like, everyone was like young ish, you know, like it's like, if they're having like their little young 20 something photography clicks, you're like, hi, but like you have kids and it's like, you're probably feeling, I don't know. I would feel this way. Like I'm the old crow situation. I'm like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) But then if you want to hang out with people your age, it's like, they're established. I don't know. And it's just like, I could, I could imagine. Yeah, it was definitely, that was the hardest part. It was just like finding that community of people who were going to be accepting and Mm -hmm. the same season. I didn't have that, but I found a larger one. And thankfully, I do live in a community that has amazing photographers who are super supportive of new people. Here for um, that. So it's been, it was a good experience all around though. But that, that was one a big obstacle for me was just not finding someone in the same season that mm-hmm. you're in that you can relate to that can be community. Mm, that's so good. Well, and I feel like that's just a reminder of why community as an entrepreneur is so, so, so important. Yeah, like really you need people in your corner that that get it and understand. And that's like one of my favorite things of what we do just with the Heart University is like creating, whether it's online or in person, just like a, a culture that brings people together. Um, okay, mm-hmm. I, ha- I have another question. In this season where you're starting to pick up photography, and your husband had his new job. How was that transition like, I guess, as like husband and wife with kids already? Because I guess um, from me and Evie's perspective, we both started photography single as a Pringle. Well, Evie was single as a Pringle. I was married. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we both started single. Just kidding. I'm calling out Evie. She was single. <laughs> but but I mean, basically, I mean, with no children. Like we, yes. we kind of ramped up our business before yeah. we had children. Um, so what was that experience like for you with children? Like you're navigating from stay-at-home mom to now like a photographer, but your husband also is working, correct? Like nine yes. to five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he works nine to five. And he, he also comes with me on the weekends. Okay. Um, he works, he's now my second shoot. Um, bef- he came at first just for like moral support. Cause I wanted to throw up before every wedding, <laughs> but now he has, you know, he's learned the way. He's my second That's shoot. Amazing. Yeah, he still works nine to five though. Okay. Well, so then how was that transition? Because you're basically a stay at home mom and then you're navigating. Like your whole lives up. were shifting. Yeah. 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 It was, and I'm not going to lie. There was, there is a learning process to, um, when you're a stay-at-home mom, you just take on a lot more of the home duties just naturally because you're home yeah. a lot more and not your job is to raise your children and do the things. So that was a learning process for us. We have now, we're totally a full partnership because we're both working. Yeah. Um, so that was a learning curve, um, but we got through it and <laughs> we are now working that out. But that was a step. And uh we, I just had to also move a little bit. I think 
it's really important to not compare yourself yeah. if you are a mom trying to start a new business. Um, because my growth was a little bit slower in the beginning than some other people because I couldn't just shoot all day long and learn yeah. stuff all day long. I had yeah. children I had to go be with. And so I think it's so, I mean, it's important for anybody starting a business not to compare yourself, but especially if you're a mom or someone starting out later in life, not to compare yourself to someone yeah. who's able to dedicate all their time mm-hmm. to growing their business. A hundred percent. When I feel like that's all we see, almost, not all we see, but I feel like you see like the, the young 20-somethings. Yeah. I, I mean, literally, I'm talking about like literally as we did this exact thing, same thing of like, <laughs> yeah. we we like... I guess like hit it off when we had no kids and it was like, and like, I just feel like that's almost the main example of like photographers that you see, not always, but, um, and I think it's so easy to compare yourself. Uh, even, even from a opposite perspective of me now that I am the old crow with children, um, (laughs) like I almost look, even though I am technically established quote unquote, like I look back at like the hot up and coming new photographers or just business owners in general. And I'm like, oh, I can no longer do the things that I could do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm acting like I'm 80. Like, no, <laughs> you're, you're out to pasture now. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think on the flip side though, something that the positive of starting later in life with kids is that it like, I never had, I always had boundaries with work and the perspective mm-hmm. that like work is not my life. Mm. Um, and I think that's something a lot of times people have to overcome is yep. that like making work their life. And I knew 100%. Yeah. And so having kids, I knew from the get-go that that was not my life. Yeah. And I needed to have boundaries and had to set those pretty early on. Whereas I think that if I had started before kids, I would have 1000% been a workaholic and just worked mm. all the time. Um, yeah. So there is a positive to having that built in being like, no, this is the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, this is secondary. Oh, well, we are I here for it. the positivity. Okay, wait, I have a, I have, oh, sorry, Evie, do you have a question? Well, you I, have ma- I have you many. Breathed. I just, <laughs> you breathed? I have, I have many questions. Would you like for me to wait though? I can wait. No, you can wait. And then I'll ask my questions. We're burning with questions. Okay, okay wait. So <laughs> you said you can wait. I meant you. I know you meant you can go. Anyways, oh, um, <laughs> you're like, no, you can wait. I want. <laughs> okay, Whitney, I'm like curious. I want you, I, you like touched on this, but I feel like this is probably huge for a lot of the current stay-at-home moms, like kind of starting business maybe a little bit later, you know, like in that season that you were in who are currently listening to this, you mentioned like kind of juggling the the homemaker responsibilities like taking care of the home and taking care of the kids and how you and your husband had whoa English kind of had to navigate like a little bit of shift in your guys's dynamics like the roles and responsibilities are you willing to kind of dive into that a little bit more whether it's like how you two together handled you know communicating through okay here's my capacity or like on the weekends can you do that you know like whether it's your guys's communication how you did it at as a team or even just from your perspective like what were things that you did that kind of helped you balance it all, you know? Evie, we are the exact same person because that was the literal exact question that was going to come out of my face. Besties. Okay. Yeah. So I will absolutely share this because I feel like I did it wrong. And okay. I think people should learn from my mistakes. We didn't communicate at all about it. We just kind of at first kept everything the same, mm. which then per- 
produced some resentment on both parts because we were not communicating. Like he was like, gosh, our, you know, our house is a wreck all the time and it feels like she's not helping out as much, but he wasn't saying that. Right. And then I was thinking, gosh, she's not helping me at all. <laughs> um, and our house is a wreck all the time because it was, <laughs> and uh, so we didn't have this, you know, communication about what our expectations are, where I was going. Cause we had just been, our whole marriage had been basically, we had a child like a year after we got married. So our mm-hmm. whole marriage had been me as a stay at home mom. Yeah. And that's a very different dynamic than yeah. when I was bringing the house. And my business like started growing really fast in 2020, weirdly enough. And, yeah. um, so it was, that was a really big learning experience. My number one advice for people is to sit down and have those talks about what your expectations are going to be now that you're moving before it starts being that you're you're gone all the time and working all the time. Yeah. Have that talk at the very, very beginning. And I, I recently heard, I don't know who said it, but it's like a famous person who was talking and she was talking about how like marriage is never really a 50-50 because you're not always giving 50. Um, so like say she'll come in and be like, I'm at a 10 so that mm-hmm. he knows that he needs to like, okay, like I will cover your extra amount because you're so down today. Mm-hmm. Yeah to have that conversation of like, hey, I'm drowning and I'm going to need your extra support and mm-hmm. vice versa and being willing to come together and make it a true partnership, knowing that sometimes you're going to have to give more than what they're giving and sometimes you're going to be giving less, but it all works out in the end. Hello. I wanted to interrupt this episode really quick to remind you that we have an apparel shop with heart-filled pieces. <laughs> See what we did there? <laughs> that we have designed with you in mind. In the shop, we've got t-shirts, crop tops, sweatshirts, mugs, hats, and more, all created with comfy and cute designs that you can rock in your everyday life. This collection is for you if you love the show and want to share it with your friends in a cool way, or if you want to wear something cute as heck that was intentionally designed with powerful phrases to remind you that you can do it. You were made to be a world changer and that the Lord created you wildly capable of big freaking things. Now, Obvi, this is a podcast and we can't show you how cute as heck these pieces are on the show. So run, don't walk to the heart shop to check out our apparel and more. You can head to www.theheartuniversity.com forward slash apparel to grab your favorite pieces today. Hey, hey, if you are new here and haven't heard about our online resource shop, ooh, listen up. The Heart Shop is a digital resource and template shop for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. There are so many goodies for creative entrepreneurs in the shop, like website templates, PDF guide templates, illustrations to enhance your brand, and lots more. But one thing in particular we made sure to add was contract templates. Y'all, the horror stories we have heard in our years of business is unmatched and a little terrifying. (laughs) Clients refusing to pay after you've delivered a service, clients demanding their retainer back after canceling on you last minute. The list goes on. Business shouldn't feel like you're walking on eggshells though. And yet that's how most of us feel when we first start our business. We're petrified to make a wrong move or have an unhappy client. Okay. But here's the truth. One of the first foundational steps of owning your own business should be protecting yourself legally with contracts. Yes, yes, even for friends and family. Contracts allowed us to walk in confidence as we grew our photography businesses. But also hiring a lawyer to create custom contracts for you is a pain in the butt and the wallet. And grabbing whatever free or cheap template online is often not enough protection. 
Yes. So we wanted to make this as easy and seamless for you as possible and give you the resources to make sure you have your butt protected. We have partnered with our favorite lawyer and attorney, Paige, from the legal page. She has not only created powerful contract templates, but her team is so present and ready to help figure out which ones you need for your business. You can stack our contracts in our shop like the wedding photography contract, destination intimate wedding contract, cancellation and rescheduling bundle, second shooter and associate contracts, and honestly, so much more. Just head to theheartcontracts.com for 10% off. That's theheartcontracts.com. Oh, that's so good. I like that you said partnership too, because I, this is making me think we're we're literally a week away from doing our foot, like our heart workshop in Palm Springs and something that we were asking our attendees was something like that they struggle with, with work-life balance. And a lot of them said... I I feel guilt because maybe my husband is the one that's like going out of the house to work. I feel guilt staying home and trying to then now navigate, I mean, and whether they had kids or not, like navigate doing a business from home, but your your spouse almost is still under the assumption that you like, why didn't you do laundry? You were home all day. Or yeah. why didn't you do the dishes? But it's like, well, you didn't do the dishes because you were at work. And it's like, well, I'm also at work, but yeah. it's, it's different because we have this assumption that because we're working from home, we almost now have to to balance both the working from home, but also like the homemaking and then kids on top of that. It's like, how do you, how, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how yeah. do you balance all of that? You almost have to like, I, I like that you said you had to come together and have that conversation. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it's a partner. Like I, I think about me and Andrew and we're in a season where we're both trying to do both right now. And before it was opposite. I was like full work and he was full mom. <laughs> Mr. Mom. <laughs> um, but as we transitioned into that, both do both. We had to view it as a partnership of like, Hey, who is taking prime role on the laundry? Who's taking prime role on the cooking, on the dishes? Uh, who's taking prime role? Like you almost have to have that conversation so that it's not assumed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely communication is huge on this part because it is really hard for them to see that your work, you're like, I'm like, I think you guys did a reel where it was like, you're on your phone and they're like, I'm working. I promise I'm working. <laughs> yes. And that is what it looks like. A lot of times it looked like I was just like on my phone and I was like, I promise you that I'm like answering emails right now. I'm not just like scrolling. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was hard for him to like, he'd be like, it seems like you're just like disconnected. And I'd be like, no, I'm really working. Like, I'm yeah. doing And I think that's, as it just needs to have communication. I feel like we've, we've really, once we started talking about things and being more open and transparent about what we needed from one another, it has changed. It's on a total 180 and it's been a really amazing partnership that's worked really well. Oh, I mm. love it. Can I ask, I don't know if this is too personal. Can I ask like a little insight of what that currently looks like for you guys? Like maybe some of the ways that you split up roles and responsibilities or ways that you have found the balance for yourself of kind of like, you know, uh, creating boundaries around work and family, like both and carving out time for each. Like, can you give some practical examples of how you have kind of found some some rhythm and groove for yourself, your marriage, your family in that discovery and process? Yes. Um, for one, boundaries are huge. Setting the boundaries for my workplace. Um, I shut down at three o'clock because mm-hmm. my kids get home from school at three o'clock. Um, summertime is working on We're having to work that out right now because summer has started. But <laughs> um, normal. So at three o'clock, I'm, that's, I'm done for the day. I don't um, answer texts. I don't answer emails. I don't edit. Like I'm here to focus on my family. Um, I didn't always do that. I would just like 
you know, like, well, I have a deadline, so I have to get it done. Setting the boundaries have made me work so much better. Um, mm-hmm. I also do this like work method essentially where I set like 20 minute timers on myself because it's really hard being stay at home working and not be like, well, I also kind of need to like reorganize my cabinet and I also kind of <laughs> need to like do the laundry. Um, so also like 20 minute timers to be like, I'm going to answer emails for 20 minutes. And once that 20 minutes is up, I don't answer any more emails. I'll move on to something else. I might have to come back to the emails, but like setting those timers for me helps me set boundaries and limits um, so that I'm actually productive and not just running around with my chick head cut off all day. That is so good. <laughs> that kind of leads into the question that I had, which was, well, I guess I have twofold part of this question. My first question is, how old were your kids when you started photography and like you, you had this, you, you ramped up on the journey? Um, they were two, three, and seven. Okay. So only one of them was in school. Yes. And he is a special needs as well. He was nonverbal until he was eight. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Um, so, I mean, he has this thing called apraxia, which is a neurological uh-huh. disorder. I won't get onto all that, but it also meant that I had to be very involved. He had therapy meetings every day. Wow. Uh, I had to be involved with a lot of school stuff because of that. So it was, it, it's almost like he wasn't at school. Right. Yeah. Like that's a lot. Yeah. Well, then, okay, this leads perfectly into my question. When they're at home, or even you had the older one that like still needed kind of more attention, how did you balance? So if you your husband's like nine to five working out of the house, how did you balance? Obviously, you mentioned that it went slower because it has to when you're a stay-at-home mom kind of balancing that business. But what are some practical things that you did to... Other than like the timer thing, which is brilliant, but like if they're at home and they need you, or like, did you get a babysitter? Did you ever do daycare? Or did you find different times or pockets of your day to just get work done? And even then, like, I'm like, if I don't organize what I need to do when I sit down for those 20 minutes, I waste the 20 minutes, like, thinking of what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to be very, like, I'm not an organized person, per se. Like, I'm definitely, like, a more... I'm a type B. If there's a, a type B, I'm a type B. I'm not very <laughs> organized. I'm kind of, like, fly by the seat of my hand, but having kids and running a business, I cannot be that way. Yeah. Um, so I had to be a lot more organized on my time. It meant I forced myself to like wake up earlier to get work done um, before they woke up or have alone time. <laughs> um, and I, when they were really little, I just had to work around when there was free time. Yeah. Um, there was, I didn't, we couldn't afford a nanny or a babysitter at the time when we first started because we had just come out of the most tumultuous year. We had like no savings, hundred percent, nothing going on. So it was like, I was pouring every ounce of money we had back into this business. Now I do have babysitters that come and take them for a couple hours here and there so I can focus solely on getting work done. But back then I, I really just had to nap time or a moment here or there uh, to sneak and work when I could. And that mm-hmm. I think as a stay-at-home mom, you have to give yourself a lot of grace if you're yes. having goals that like you're going to get done what you can get done, but not to beat yourself up over what you can. Um, yes. Just okay. Wait, I, I want to deep dive into this for a little bit because I think this is so freaking relatable to so many moms out there that are trying to start a business or trying to just like have a side hustle or ramp up and they are feeling swamped. And they're like, literally, again, they're, they're comparing themselves probably to people that don't have kids or have like 15 year olds that, you know, are in school and like, they have more of that dedicated time. What, when you're, when you're saying like, spend like get work done here and there in free time what does that look like practically like so like pick like let's 
picture a day in your life back in the day. Like you wake up on a Tuesday or whatever and you know, you're making breakfast or I don't know, I'm not going to assume your daily plan, but <laughs> <laughs> like, w- how would you, like, what would you work on and in what pockets of the day or free time? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so it was different every day because who knows what right. we're going to be getting into. But I normally would wake up early. I would have quiet time to kind of like, it's important for my like brain to be uncorrect as well. Yeah. <laughs> like my heart to be there. Um, and then I would immediately jump into like emails I haven't answered or timelines and whatever. I would have a list the night before of things I knew I needed to get done this week. I didn't give myself daily tasks because um, I would feel defeated at the end of the day if I Mm. wasn't able to do stuff. So I just had a weekly list of things that I needed to get done and I would tackle as much as I could and that time before they woke up. And then they would wake up and I would be a totally 100% on mom because they were two and three. And if you have a two, three-year-old, you know, they're actively trying to kill themselves. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no, like, I can't like double task with them. They were like <laughs> doing crazy stuff. So I would be a hundred percent on, and then it'd be like lunchtime. And sometimes, um, when they would go down for like a nap, I would get work. I would bring my computer out and do as much editing or whatever I need to get done as I could while they were napping. And sometimes they would they, they would play in the living room and let's say they were playing with some toys. I would grab my computer and just start working. It would just, my computer kind of sat out wherever I was. Yeah. In the room. And so I could grab it whenever there was a free moment to get stuff done. And I just had, I just had to give myself a lot of grace. Like I said, I moved a lot. I grew a lot slower in that first year or in half or so because I couldn't devote as much time to my business because I mm. just wasn't enough time in the day. Amen. Yeah. I, I think feel like that makes, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just going to say, I think that's so important. Like, I know you've said that a couple of times, but like, I just want to make sure that that is like a key takeaway here for anyone who is, you know, trying to start a business or uh, let me eliminate that phrase is successfully starting a business, you know, a little bit later in life as, you know, let's say a full-time stay-at-home mom, like in the position that you were in, it is very, very possible to do it. It is, you know, absolutely you can do it, but do not expect your business to take off the way that it could or would for somebody who has 24 hours a day, you know, uninterrupted to work when you like your primary, you know, focus is keeping humans alive and raising them well and showing them love. Like you have a whole other job, like you are tackling two full-time jobs basically. And to recognize that like growth is possible. Clearly, Whitney, you're sitting here like extremely successful. Like you said, your business like began to grow really fast, but that first year, like it was a little slower paced. And to just be ready for that, I think if you're like, I don't know. I think if you're expecting to be like, okay, I'm going to hit six figures in my first year, like you're probably going to feel frustrated and defeated the whole time. But if you're like, no, my kids are my number one priority and this business, you know, gets every spare second I can give it and it'll take a little bit longer, but I'm going to get there. I feel like you can enjoy the journey and the ride of both a little bit more when your mindset is kind of in that like correct headspace and expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you need to just really walk in grace with yourself mm-hmm. the whole season because you are going to move slower and you are, and it is going to be hard, but it is 1000, a million percent worth it. Um, 
once you get through it. And it can be a really enjoyable process at the same time. Like I said, you have a built-in boundary yeah. set with this business that a lot of people don't have when they start businesses. They have to go through burnout first before they even learn to set boundaries. And yeah. you get to go in knowing like, nope, I have boundaries because these are way more important than this business. Mm-hmm. So I almost, uh, I almost feel like you also quite possibly avoid wasting time on things that don't matter because I'm sitting here like, oh, well, if I have like a nine to five or even at the beginning of my career, I had like seven to seven, honestly. Um, <laughs> you all, you probably spend way more time wasting time on just like, like I think about like when I first started my website, like my first website where I was building the whole thing, it took me weeks and weeks and weeks. And I had all the time in the world to do it probably because I was like, oh, I don't like that color. Let me like, you know, you, you'd waste time, I think, on things that ultimately probably don't matter versus you when you had like 20 minute chunks, you're like, get it done. I'm assuming, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I also started, um, I definitely outsourced as soon as things started um, picking up for me because Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to spend as much time with my family as I possibly can. That's the whole point of having this career is to provide for my family and spend more time with them than I would be able to normally. And um, so... Yeah, I learned how to outsource. I will say with my first web the first website, I hired it out like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. We <laughs> love that for you. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have it. time for I don't understand that. I'm not a technology person. And I was like, I don't get this. So I, I see, but no, you know your your strengths and weaknesses. Go girl. <laughs> you also knew your boundary. I feel like you you knew you were like, I don't have time to sit here and agonize over this for hours and hours. I have limited time. That's not my strength. I will pay someone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you come to that realization much sooner, I think, when you are, when you're having to juggle both yeah. lives, yeah. Um, where you, where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. I and love that. Running with that. I love it. Okay. Are you willing to share just kind of super quickly? Because I know this isn't like the whole focus necessarily of the conversation. It's more of like, you know, starting a business mindset, like as a stay-at-home mom a little later in life, like your journey has been like so inspirational and so cool. But are you willing to touch a little bit on like after you started really getting that momentum? Because you mentioned like your business started really growing in like 2020. Are you down to share like a little bit of that kind of how that growth occurred and then like lessons or advice or takeaways that you had in growing your business in that season? Yeah, definitely. I don't really know why it took off in 2020. I think honestly, I live in a town. Lindsay, I think you were just here actually where I live. Is Uh, it Boone? Yes. Yeah, girl, I was. (laughs) I was there in... Wait, when was I there? End of May. Yes. Yeah. Um, So it's a destination. During the pandemic, people were, you know, cutting off their big weddings and doing little small elopements and they would come to these were, you couldn't, you you didn't have to fly here. You could drive Mm -hmm. here. Um, So they came and I had a lot of business from that, um, of those little weddings that really just, and I honed in on learning as much as after I failed at that first wedding, I tried to learn as much as I could about editing and doing a really good job and like being a good steward of what I have. Um, And it just like, I, it just took off. I started getting inquiry after inquiry and it got, you know, it was just a, it kind of grew overnight. Yeah. I want to, I want to point out you, you took advantage of a situation like in a good way. This is that, that could sound bad, but (laughs) you recognize that there was an opportunity and you like 
really leaned into it. Whereas I feel like, and you may have already just been in the thick of it and it just kind of happened and and whatnot. But I feel like a lot of photographers in 2020 were really freaking out and were Mm -hmm. quitting. And they were like this, which I understand because it was so much. There was so much, especially if you had a lot of bookings already and you had to go through the whole like rescheduling and cancellation and all of that. It was so much. But I also feel like even I saw a lot of newer photographers who were just kind of still in the hobby phase, like early phase of their business who were like, oh, panic, SOS, like, I'm, I'm out of here. This is too crazy. Whereas like watching the fact that you were like, I'm going to lean into this. Like I have an yeah. opportunity here. I'm going to take advantage of this. Obviously, God forbid COVID-19 ever occur <laughs> or anything like it ever again in this entire world. But we can still take the lesson like from your experience of like, hey, just because a situation may be unideal, even like even the the crazy roller coaster of a year that you went through and yeah. you know you like leaned into capturing like the moments around you and really savoring like that's what kind of sparked it Se- sounds like your joy of photography was like finding the potential and or finding the good the gold the the joy the silver lining of that season kind of led you into the opportunity of photography and then from there you just took every opportunity and walked through every open door and I think there's a lot of takeaways that all of us can take from those experiences and those lessons. Yeah, I think that's one of my biggest things to tell people is like not let your circumstances dictate your life. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is, if I had let my circumstances dictate my life, I would not be here yeah. at all. I would have not done a, been a photographer. I would not follow that dream. Um and that's like you so said, good. I just looked at 2020 and it could have been like, oh, this is obviously, this was my first real year. And um, it looked like, a, you know, the world was imploding. And yeah. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to take what I can get and go after it. And it really helped not focusing on like what the circumstances were saying. So good. And, and okay, one last question before we get into our final question. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, how does that make sense? Um, when you have limited time, to grow your business as a stay-at-home mom, what did you lean in? Because like, there's like 5 million ways to market your business. You could choose a myriad of them. And you probably, honestly, even if you had all the time in the world, probably shouldn't do all of them, right? Yeah. What, what avenue of marketing did you find worked best for you when you had limited time to put forth into it? Word of mouth, uh, customer mm-hmm. service. I leaned... My business is totally set on making sure that my... Uh, couples have the best experience they can possibly have. So they're raving my reviews. That has been the biggest help for me. I just focus on serving my couples the best way I can and with all I have. And that tenfold mm. works for me. Um, Amazing. Word of mouth is definitely what you should lean into, I think. I mean, obviously I use social media too. I got on Instagram. I post it all the time, <laughs> um, but I would pre-make it and do all the things. But I think word of mouth and leaning into uh, customer experience and client love is what's going to... I'm really so here for that answer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right up our alley as far as... Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. We're going to dive into Whitney kind of the... What would I say? final questions. The final questions. It's like the wrap up that we ask every guest. Okay. (laughs) So uh, I guess first and foremost, this is a rapid fire question. Are you a reader? Because we're going to ask you a favorite book. (laughs) I am a huge reader. I love reading. Wonderful. Let's go. (laughs) We have our our to be read book lists in our hands. So what is a favorite book that you've read recently? Um, I'm reading The Goldfinch and I'm also reading... um, book lovers. And I'm also reading Akatar at the moment. Oh, girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> which I was like, okay, my favorite books bef- before this were like Pride and Prejudice, Little Women. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, or... Or, okay, like I read that's what my favorite books are. Or like it's just straight up true crime, whodunit, mystery, um, thriller type stuff. So Agatha, my friend was like, you got to read this book. I was like, it's about fairies. <laughs> I, I am not trying to do that. And I um, love it so far. I'm only on the third book, so I'm not like fully in. But. Oh, no, but that means you've read Agamoth, girl. Yeah, yes. the, the second book has been, was like, I loved that book. I loved it. You are the perfect combo of both me and Evie because you, <laughs> you gave me the juice that I love, which is like Akatar, which I that I was not a fantasy girly until I pretty much read that. Um, and like true crime. But then you also touched Evie's heart with Little Women and Pride yes. and Prejudice. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, on my wedding night, my husband gave me a t-shirt that said Mrs. Darcy because he was like, <gasps> I don't know what you really want to be as a Mrs. Darcy. Like oh. I'm a huge Mr. Darcy fan. I love it. Here for that. Wait, what was, okay, what was the first book that you said you said gold something the gold finch finch like f-e-n like the bird yeah (laughs) okay i was like is that your accent you don't have an accent okay (laughs) i mean i am from the mountain so i might have a slight (laughs) what word (laughs) (laughs) added to the list okay the next question is what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in your business um i think i kind of touched on this it's basically uh how compare? I mean, it's so cliche, but the way that comparison truly is such a thief of joy yeah. in your life in every aspect. And so I just learned in business, like I'm on a different path and a different journey and a different road and success means different things to different people. Yes. Um, and I don't need to look about what they're doing. And that not only helped me grow as a person and find success in my own way, but I can truly rejoice for my friends and those around me who are succeeding um, because I know it's not have has nothing to do with me at all. It doesn't mm-hmm. reflect me. I love oh, that. That was a soundbite right there. Okay. <laughs> Finally, for everyone who is currently obsessed with you, who wants to follow along, see your beautiful work, um, connect with you. If they're in the journey of starting a business as a stay-at-home mom or a little bit later in life or whatever that looks like, where can they connect with you, reach out to you, learn from you, work with you as the photographer, all the things? Um, my website is olsendesignphotography.com and you can also find me on Instagram at olsendesignphotography. Perfect. Whitney, thank you so much for being here. You have been the biggest joy to talk to today. Like day has been made talking to you. Uh, Thank you so much. I had so much fun. 